You know what we could talk about? What? The new beach. The new beach? Okay. Mm -hmm. You preface it. Like, you start the convo, I guess. Because <laughs> I, I don't know how podcasts, like, start. Oh, they just kind of start. Okay. <laughs> well, Nick and I went to the noon beach a week or two ago. I think it was two weeks ago, yeah. And it was a gay nude beach. I thought it was fun. Yeah, I would was, definitely go back. It was really fun, honestly. I love gay people. <laughs> well, everyone was so nice there. Yeah. And it was super chill. It was nice out, but not too hot. So it was perfect yeah, it was weather. It was a perfect day. It was just so funny how, like, I'd say about 30% of the people there were naked, but they were, like, so nonchalant about it, mm -hmm. which is so interesting to me. You didn't take your pants off. No, I'd be way too self-conscious. I don't understand. You didn't why. either. I took off my shirt. Oh, you did, yeah. I was going to take my pants off, though, because <laughs> everyone around us was clothed. There were even some naked children, surprisingly. Yeah. I didn't think I'd see that, but... I'd probably let my kids run naked on the beach. Nudity is a normal part I wouldn't of be life. worried about them. I'd be worried about other creepers. people. Because in that type of atmosphere, like, creepers will go there because they know they can get away with it. I guess, but most of the people were gay. That's true. So, I there was one girl that was naked, and her boyfriend was next to her clothes. And I was just thinking, I guess he's not worried because all the men there are gay. <laughs> I guess so, <laughs> so right? So he doesn't care. And then there was a naked couple playing frisbee. And then there was a naked crew playing volleyball, mm -hmm. which I thought was super interesting because they, like, went to go slide on the sand to recover a ball. Oof. <laughs> I just... That would not feel good. I thought that the four naked men was my favorite part because of the sunscreen. Tell them about the sunscreen. So I guess we were we were just walking down the beach shoreline and Lauren really wanted to get some sunscreen because of course we forgot sunscreen. We forgot like half the stuff yeah, we were supposed to bring. I don't go to the, the beach often. <laughs> so we're just walking and there was like a, a crew of like four guys. They must have been in their sixties. Mid yeah, mid fifties, maybe late fifties. And as we were walking by, I was making a joke. I was like, babe, I think they're looking at me. I think they're looking at me. And then out of nowhere, one of them was like, oh, I totally love like your He was just trying suit. to talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> so we ended up talking to them. They were super cool. They were basically giving us the whole rundown of the beach. And apparently the day we went there, there was a whole like event. I forgot what it was called. Uh, but it was like. Yeah, I don't remember. It was a gay pride. Yeah. Event. It was a gay pride event. Because when we actually were docking off the boat to get onto Cherry Grove, there was another boat that was passing and it looked like mm -hmm. a huge party boat. And there, there were people in drag. Yeah. There was, it was, it was pretty cool. So they gave us a rundown. They actually gave us some sunscreen. Yeah, I got my um, sunscreen. And there's some interesting rules. Like you're only allowed to be naked if the beach is backing a house, but if mm -hmm. there's no house, you can't be naked. And then there's like a naked gay area. Then there's a naked straight area, I guess. And then there's just like an area where you can just, do whatever you want of course you don't have to play by that rule but yeah i didn't know cool. the gay men love nick because nick's a pretty boy <laughs> so i guess they think that you might be gay <laughs> <laughs> well i mean i was at the place so i can't blame them yeah i thought it was fun. i want to go back though i want to go to the other one the pines i feel like it'd be fun to go with like a group mm -hmm. and just have fun and like you said see a show like a drag show i want to see a drag show so, so bad fun. what like, is your fun experience and opinion on dating someone that's bisexual i don't think we've talked about hmm. this it's it's you 
So I love you for you. Yeah. So I, it's normal to me. I don't know. Every guy that I've ever dated, like, fetishizes bisexuality. They always assume that just because I'm bi that I want to have threesomes or, like, bring someone else into the relationship. And that's why I hardly ever tell guys I'm bi because they'll just be like, oh, that's hot. Mm. And it's really annoying. <laughs> I can see how it could be a turn on for some people. Yeah. But for me, it doesn't. Yeah. I don't really. Not that I don't care, but it doesn't bother me either way. Yeah. If you were straight or bisexual. Some girls are turned off by it. I'd say a lot of girls that I've dated were either bi or just full on lesbian. But a lot of people won't date bi people. Well, I guess. Because probably people think like, oh, usually in a heterosexual relationship, oh, I just have to worry about like if mm-hmm. I'm a girl, other guys, or if I'm a guy, other girls for my significant other. But if you're bisexual, then it's just like, oh, okay, maybe. You think you have to be worried about yeah, every two, Yeah, every two seconds, oh, is my girlfriend going to cheat on me? But that's just insecurity and projection. Yeah, it's not like every girl that walks by, I want to like sleep with them just like every girl that walks by you you're not attracted to exactly and that's what people i think kind of realize because obviously at the surface level when you hear bisexuality you're like ooh, okay and then Mm -hmm. you don't really maybe understand it as deep because let's be honest when you told me that i didn't really understand it all the way and rightfully so because i didn't really know that much about it but now i know more about it so it's it's as simple as saying i got brown hair yeah it just is And I don't know why people make such a big deal about sexuality. It should just be part of who you are. Oh, you have a tattoo? Oh, you're bisexual? Cool. Yeah. Like, it has a stigma. Like, even being straight. Who cares if you're straight? Who cares if you're gay? Everyone tries to make people pick a side. Who cares? Just coexist. I guess. I personally like the label. Like, a lot of people don't like labeling themselves as one or the other, but I personally like it because it's a big part of my identity. Mm. But a lot of men, straight men, are like, oh, if you're bi, that just means you're confused. Or I've had people say, oh, I'll turn you straight. (laughs) (laughs) And one of my exes in particular got so upset when I would go hang out with my girlfriends because he always thought that I was trying to fuck my friends, which none of my friends are. Yeah. I've never been romantically (laughs) interested in any of my friends, really, that I can think of. And for me, if you're in a relationship with someone, it's just like what you said with you said with me, like, I'm not actively trying to have sex with other women. Mm -hmm. Like, so why should you be worried about it? Why should I be worried about Oh, that you're gonna try to have sex with other women? Yeah, like, (laughs) well, let's talk about the sex club. (laughs) Oh, interesting segue. This is a horrible (laughs) experience. I was like, low key traumatized. Yeah, so we went on a Thursday night. Um, So apparently, where was it? It was, so if anyone's from Long Island, it was in West Babylon, Wine Dance Border. Yeah, so it was, I think, a strip club in the front, and then there was a back section, which was the uh, sex swingers, sex swingers party. party thing. <laughs> and on Thursday, I guess couples were free, and we were bored. I don't think we were actually going to try to, like, or my intention wasn't to, like, actually swing. It was just like, all right, we're bored as we're shit. Let's just right let's just see what the vibe is. It, it'd be interesting. Maybe it would, I don't know, turn us on and then we'd have sex later. I don't yeah. know. Something like that. So we ended up going, of course, at like maybe right when it opened. seven o'clock, seven. eight o'clock. It opened at seven. And we, uh, yeah, we spoke to the owner and he's like, just to let you guys know, it doesn't really like get no packed until like nine the earliest. And we're like, shit, we're like, yeah. shit, we're here really early. 
And another funny thing was there was like 10 TV screens all around like the ceiling and there was porn playing on every single one. So I was like, geez, I guess I can't stare at the wall at all. There were couches. And then there was a back section where there was like BDSM stuff. And then there were beds. Oh my God. Like, I don't even know how they clean that shit. So that kind of skewed this out. And then after like 30 minutes, we were like, okay, let's just wait another 30 minutes and see if anyone comes. And this one dude came in, and he probably looked like, I thought he was in his, yeah, late 30s, mid 40s. And he was just kind of near us, and we were like, okay, let's let's move, because this is kind of awkward. He was alone. Yeah, he was alone, by the way. And then as we moved, he kind of like kept following us, and then there's a section, supposedly, where it's couples only, and if you're single and by yourself, you can't go to that section Mm -hmm. unless a couple invites you in. So we were sitting on a couch there. And he literally is just by the railing right before you're allowed to actually walk in. And he's just staying there for staring. probably like another 15 minutes. Staring. Staring. For like, not looking away at all. Because there's mirrors all over the place too. So we could like see him on the side mirror. Never broke eye contact. Totally staring at us. I don't even know if he blinked. And he was just creeping closer and closer. And then at one point he went up the stairs and sat on right a couch right, right next, next to, to us. us. And I'm like, if this dude gets any closer, I'm going to have to tell him like, what are you, what are you doing, buddy? <laughs> So eventually it just freaked us out so much that we're like, you know what? This isn't our vibe. Let's get out of here. I was so triggered. (laughs) I was so fucking uncomfortable. I've never been more uncomfortable in like a long time than that person made me. Because my friend Shannon, which you're probably listening, like said, she went with this guy and it was a really good time. And I want to try like everything when it comes to sex. Like I'm very open-minded to everything sexually except for being defecated on. (laughs) That's a plus. (laughs) To each his own, though. Um, So I thought it would be a fun way to, like, spice things up, but it was just a fail, an epic fail. Because I just think when, honestly, when you go to strip clubs or places like that, sure, like, if you go with a group, I think it'll be fun because then you can set the tone. None of our friends would be willing to come to a swingers club. (laughs) That's true. Well, because we are the type of people that would just go to have fun, not to actually hook up well i was like open to the idea of hooking up but then with the dirty beds and everything like it really grossed me out Mm. i got skeeved out because i'm a little bit of a germaphobe not hooking up with like other people but just us oh yeah out or like heavy petting and then i was just like uh if other people have been fucking on here i really don't want to subject myself yeah and i don't want to say like sketchy people go there but there's definitely a reason why like couples get in for free because i'm assuming a lot of single people go there that's a good point i guess i can't fathom going there as a single person well i guess the whole ideology is hey if there's a couple into swinging and i Mm -hmm. go here my odds are higher yeah you're like like the the third exactly and and that's kind of what brings that whole awkward dynamic to it to where maybe it's expected, hey, if you go to these things, you're expected to swing. I guess. I don't know. I could never, in that environment, I was so on edge that I could never have sex because I wouldn't be able to relax or enjoy myself. Because, yeah, even in the, like, private quarters, it's just a freaking curtain. Curtain. That's it. And you can still hear. You can honestly still see. <laughs> so you're not, yeah, you're not, it's not privy to any privacy. But I guess if you're going there to fuck, you don't exactly really care yeah. there was one other couple that came when we were leaving i would have loved to talk to 
a, a couple just to like see their experience mm-hmm. but it didn't yeah. work out i would have <laughs> been down to go to the strip club but that wasn't even operating yeah like, it, it was close <laughs> to the night because i was like okay maybe i don't know we could check something else out but nope yeah but i know we've talked about this but never on the show like what is your opinion on polyamory um for me i'm just not really about it to be honest at my point in life i want to spend my time with a certain person and just have an experience if you have multiple partners you can't i personally think you can't really get to know a person because they've lived on earth for all these years you've lived on earth for all those years it's just it's not the same for me personally um some people just can have in their head that sex is just a separate um thing that not necessarily equates to a relationship and that's not how i roll i consider it a full package um that's why i'm not really interested in sleeping with multiple people whether it's in a relationship or outside of a relationship i don't know if it's all about sex though i've never been in an open relationship but i i it's hard for me to say if i would or wouldn't do it because i've never been in one or like what it's like being in an alternative relationship because I've never done it, but I don't think it's all about sex for some people. I think from what I've understood about it and I'm still trying to like understand, but it's about emotional intimacy. I don't really know. It's, it's like, I heard it on a podcast explain that you love your mom, your dad, your brother, your sister, your aunt, your uncle, And a lot of people are like, you can only love one person, but like you have all these different relationships with all these different people and you know, your mom, your dad, your sister, like, I don't know. It's just not put into one box, Mm. I guess forever. I mean, that's interesting. Cause also, I guess like, listen, people take certain drugs, people will jump off cliffs. And I think it's like, (laughs) I think, okay, let me, let me segue. Right. (laughs) That looks awesome. People skydive, people will decide to like get face tattoos. That's cool. But it's not for me. Yeah, like, that can be cool for other people. I totally understand their perspective. But in a selfish aspect for my life, I only want to spend it with one particular person. And I'm just not interested yeah. in that. Doesn't mean it's good or bad. It just is. Mm-hmm. Like if you want to dye your hair green, more power to yeah. you if you think it looks cool. I'm not dying my hair green because I don't think I'd like it. <laughs> so <laughs> I yeah. guess that's just my whole perspective. And I... I really don't use social media either because I like the people I care about to like take up my time. I really don't yeah, want to waste it with not waste it, but I don't want to give it to more than the people I really want to. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it's just not me. Yeah. It's definitely not for everyone. I don't know. I, I don't, I've always thought I'd be willing to try it, but I know myself that like when I'm horny, it really turns me on to think about, a threesome but then when i'm not horny it really just pisses me off yeah and then maybe it's one of those things where like you can role play there doesn't have to be three like three people to pretend to have a threesome yeah you can literally dress up in different clothes and say call me a different name like Mm -hmm. you can role play it and have that be a fantasy but not a reality yeah because maybe you like like you said just the sexual aspect but you don't like the the actual emotional and the other yeah Cause I think it would feel really bad yeah. afterwards. I personally am too insecure for that. I don't, for me, I don't think it's insecurity. It's just something that I know I don't want. Yeah. Like, even though everyone should say, Oh, you should try this. You should try that. Sometimes it's like, no, I just know I don't want to. Hmm. 
like, oh, you should try X, Y, and Z, like, like Asian food, for example, you will probably never try sushi. Mm, I've tried it. Okay. On a first date. On a first date. It was a and you were like, never experience. again, right? <laughs> it was so bad. I got the California or Philadelphia roll. I don't know. It was like mm. tuna with cream cheese. Cream cheese. It was, and seaweed. <laughs> it was, it was absolutely disgusting. But yeah, I think that your interests can change also over time because in the past I was never open to dating someone that, I don't know, wears flip flops as a guy. Mm. And I'm dating someone that wears flip flops, so I've worn them maybe <laughs> twice in my life. I've seen you wear flip flops. Oh yeah, no, I no, I think I used to be like really turned off by men in sandals for some reason. Mm. I said I would never ever date a guy that wears sandals just mm. because it like freaks me out for some reason. I don't know, but Nick is like a Floridian, so. Yeah, but I don't really rock. I don't really like. I really don't like sandals like that. You don't. No, I've only no. worn them what? Yesterday. Yeah, but besides that, <laughs> <laughs> like literally once, we were going on a walk and we were like really hot, so we we're like, all right, let's throw them on. Yeah. Like you're not gonna catch me wearing sandals on the regular, because mm. I don't. I just don't like my toes being Exposed. open. <laughs> yeah, because you could hit a rock or like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I love I love sandals. I love slides. Those are my favorite. I need to get them, and I want to get Crocs. Crocs are pretty dope. <laughs> Honestly, I like I We like should sneakers. get matching Crocs. Yeah, matching colors. <laughs> That's cute. They got, like, the charms and stuff, too. Oh, cool. So you could wear the same Crocs, but they could look different every day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't know what else you want to talk about. I was thinking maybe we can weigh in on some of our friends' problems. Okay. Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. That's so, always fun. one of my friends is feeling unloved in a relationship because of something else that the other person has or hasn't done. So what is your opinion on that? So, and I'm going to try to keep this as general as possible. And I'll keep it general too, out of the respect. Um, first thing is communication. Um, the person in question that you're talking about hasn't talked to their par partner about it. So, if you don't say what's on your mind, the other person isn't going to know. Mm -hmm. They're not a mind reader as much as people want us to believe that. So it's just going to make you fester and keep it inside more. And then you're going to explode over something minor and they're never going to understand like what the issue is at hand. Yeah. Um. So communication, that's it. It's communication. That's key for everything, everything. And people don't do it enough. What if you're scared about hurting that person's feelings though? Um, I think it would hurt them in the long run yeah. if you just ghost them without telling them why, because then they think it's something that they did or didn't do. And they'll always, they'll play the guessing game. I hate ghosting. One of my other friends was ghosted by this person. And I just can't believe that people our age are actually still ghosting. Because I think people don't want to have that conversation. They're either too afraid, too insecure, or they're just... It's so disrespectful. I used to do it all the time. And then I reached mm. a point where I'm just like, it's really cowardly and everyone is just hiding behind their phones. They scream, yeah. And it it's easy. It's it, so you're right. Easy. It is super easy to ghost. And that's why I think a lot of people do it because no one wants to actually put themselves out there anymore. And it's kind of sad, like the way just social media and technology has mm -hmm. changed Everyone's so Everyone. inauthentic. Inauthentic. Like someone could text like 
they're super super cool and all that and then in person they're didn't you see that happen to you yeah and in person they're they're boring for yeah. like not to be a dick but they're boring or they're or vice versa you could be a horrible right. texter but an amazing person yeah. and then it, it would never work out either way because you'll never take that next step with the mm-hmm. person i think it's just basic human decency to like yeah. remember that you're dealing with people that have emotions and feelings and by you ghosting someone that could make the difference of like if they're too scared to date for the rest of their no, lives. No, yeah, a lot of people don't realize how minor actions yeah. that you think happen or that you take can affect someone's whole trajectory. Because let's say someone hasn't been, they've been single their whole life and they try, okay, you know what? I've heard about Tinder. Let me create a profile and just start chatting. They chat with the first person and they just say something like, ew. Mm-hmm. You can say, okay, that's it. Delete the app. I'm going to be single the rest of my life. So you can. It's okay to be selfish and just say you're not interested, but you don't have to be a dick about it. Yeah. Just say, oh, you, you seem like a really cool person, but at the moment, I'd really like to be friends. Or if you don't, just like, oh, listen, I'm, I'm looking for, for something else at the moment. Like, mm-hmm. keep searching. You'll find someone. Just keep it real, yeah. though. I was dating a lot online last year before I met you, and it was such a bad experience. I met so many people, like, but if I didn't like them, I just sent them a simple text. It took two minutes of my life and I just let them know that I wasn't interested and just wished them well. And then I just deleted mm-hmm. their number and that if a lot of them weren't dicks about, they were really like grateful. They were like, thank you so much for letting me know. Yeah. It's not wasting someone's time. That's the only commodity. It doesn't matter if you're a poor man or the richest man in the world. Time is the only commodity that all of us have a baseline for. Mm-hmm. You can't take time back. So if you potentially got your time wasted by somebody who's just toying with you, that fucking sucks, first of all. And second of all, they put all that effort in for nothing. Now, is it always going to work out? No. But if you know for a fact you don't want to be with a person, but you're toying them Mm. just for your own, like, enjoyment, that's... Yeah. You got to look at yourself in the mirror and say, wow, what am I doing? Like, a lot of people who, who are selfish but don't realize that they're being bad. Because people think that, oh, it's my life, so it should revolve around me. Yeah. Yes and no. Yes for your career. Yes if it's who you want to be with. But no if it means stepping on someone's head in order to get where you have to be. That's when it's not fair. A lot of people don't see themselves as the villain. They see other people as the issue. And like an old friend of mine, she's not my friend anymore, but she tried to tell me I was inconsiderate because I didn't put her before me. And that's when you literally have to take a step back, digest what they said, and realize I can't change this person's ideology so I can do one of two things. One, suck it up and kind of keep them in my circle, or two, cut them out. And it's no offense to them. It's just I don't want people like that in my life. And that's why I just slowly either fade it out or just say I'm busy until they stop texting me. Yeah. Because – you are who you associate with and that's to the T mm-hmm. like even when it comes to like how you talk, what you like, yeah. like you soak up. That's so true. You're around. And toxic people will try to tell you that you're selfish for not putting them first. Mm-hmm. Or they'll change your ideology on stuff. Like if you hang around like really, really good people, they'll make you want to do good. But if you hang around shitty people, yeah, you'll find yourself doing exactly what they're doing and realize that, oh, maybe it's okay because these three people mm-hmm. are doing it, so it must be normal. Yeah. It's like, no, those three people are shitheads, and it's still a shitty thing to do. Will you become the product of your environment? Of course. 
Has that happened to you? Um, yes. Like in high school, I was surrounded mm -hmm. by crappy people. And then I knew when I went to college, I'm like, I'm cutting these people out of my life because I don't like how the way I feel. And I know it's yeah. 10 years down the line, they're still going to be fantasizing about high school. Oh my God. <laughs> like, no those thanks. People. Yeah, those people. <laughs> exactly. To the T. <laughs> <laughs> Remember back in 12th grade when I scored that touchdown? Yeah, and meanwhile, they're, they're 40. Like 45. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I'm really bad at cutting people out. So that's why I do the slow fade. But I, it's something I have to work on. I'm really bad at it. Well, because it's probably you don't want to feel that awkward tension. Yeah. And, and what and what can you honestly say when someone is in their mid twenties and and you say I can't be your friend anymore because I don't like who you are? Yeah. They're not going to change. No. They can try to maybe bite their tongue a little bit and, and kind of be different around you, but then again, that's or not they just them. Get defensive. Or they'll get defensive. So yeah. a true friend will say, oh, wow, I never knew I made you feel like that. Let me try to work on myself yeah. when I'm with you. Mm -hmm. And that can either be bullshit words or they can be telling the truth, but that's based off their actions. Yeah. I've had a lot of people in my life, not just family members, but friends too, that like they, they will tell me what a bad person I am, yet they still want to hang around me. Mm -hmm. And then it's kind of just like, how bad could I really be if you still want to be my friend or associate with mm -hmm. me? And that's more so projection to the yeah. They'll say, oh, wow, how come you're not hanging around me? It's not because I'm a shitty person. It's because you're just so horrible. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you how horrible you are so you can start hanging out with me again. Yeah. It's like Stockholm Syndrome mm -hmm. to the T. And I, I think it relates to how you were treated when you were younger yeah like how your parents treat you how like your first from one to ten that dictates because i took an early childhood and development class in high school <laughs> and it was so interesting one to ten dictates your whole trajectory on how you feel like you should be treated how you treat other people can you change it yes but it's it's difficult and that requires therapy and that requires like people being associated with you that are good well, I want, I was thinking about this this morning while I was eating my rice cakes that one of us, I'm not going to say who for anonymity, one of us has someone in our life close to us that may or may not be like very narcissistic. And I used to believe that narcissists were made. They weren't born you're not born a sociopath that you're born with the gene but it's turned on because of bad adverse childhood experiences but this person at least that i know of didn't have bad parents like their parents were very pure and good mm -hmm. like very healthy so what do you think about that um are narcissists made or it's honestly it's both mm -hmm. like you can have some horrible things happen to you when you're younger and that can dictate okay it's me against the world and i'm just going to use everyone else mm -hmm. because that's my mentality that i grew up with but then there's people that just the way they're wired is that the world should dictate to their liking revolve around them, revolve around them. like and that's why when people say fight or flight or like is it nature versus nurture it can be both, both there yeah. I, I hate when people say it has to be one or the other it can be no it's usually not it can be everything other. it can be everything yeah because maybe okay maybe they had the gene and it got activated because 
they did this one thing and they liked how it felt. Mm -hmm. They did this one controlling thing and they're like, wow, I can get away with this. So they did more and more of it. Or it's no gene whatsoever and they were just brought up in the atmosphere. Like Joe from you. Exactly, like Joe from you. I started watching you. What were your thoughts on it? So it's, I think it's super interesting because I'm sure if he, if he never met his Mr. Mooney, Mooney. Mr. Mooney, if he never met Mr. Mooney, he probably wouldn't have that whole ideology of yeah. like, oh, Some if, someone, to die. if someone loves you that they take horrible things out on you and lock you up. Yeah. And it's because they love you so much. Mm-hmm. They couldn't control themselves. Yeah, exactly. And that, yeah. so now his whole life when he grew up, he relates it to, okay, if you really love someone, you'll murder their best friend <laughs> because that's how much you love them. Yeah. You have to be the center of their world. Exactly. <laughs> so it, it literally goes to show you that's, that's nurture. Mm-hmm. And then nature can just be the other person we were talking about. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to watch season two. I've seen it before, but I'm just rewatching it for Nick. Yeah. Cause that's definitely so much interesting. <laughs> what about sex education? Sex Education was a fun I show. I love that show. I, I love Maeve. She's my favorite character. But I like. I liked. You liked Eric. Eric. Yeah. I really liked Eric. Yeah. He's one of those people that I'd want to be my best friend. Oh my God. Yeah. He, yeah. He seems like a cool dude. Yeah. And then what else have we watched? What else have we watched? <laughs> Not really sure. We've watched like a lot of so what we tried to do was we were trying to watch Netflix movies mm-hmm. and those are complete uh, hits or misses are just interesting and also what we realized is i don't know if part of netflix is like in english British. i'd say half of the shows yeah. are are english yeah which is cool but like i would never realize that mm-hmm. until last month <laughs> yeah that's so, so true but yeah i think it's cool sometimes to watch shows that have drama because then it kind of gives you that fix without having to have it in your life. Because some people love drama. And that is totally okay. Yeah. And you get your fix. Or way. people that say, I hate drama, yet everywhere they go, there's yeah. drama. Because let's be honest, it's it's interesting sometimes, drama. Yeah. It keeps when it's it not from your being... own. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. And it keeps it from being, like, status quo. Some people think status quo and boredom is one and the same. I don't really think it is. What do you mean? So, like normal normalcy like not getting into fights like i think a lot of people in relationships they're like oh nothing bad is going on but i'm getting really bored it must be boring yeah (laughs) exactly and that doesn't necessarily correlate because we've done a lot of stuff in the past three months yeah we went to florida we went to connecticut we went all over the island we've been to parks tell them about ruby tuesdays oh my god If you live in a state that has Ruby Tuesdays, I'm really jealous of you. Yeah, it's all about that salad. Tell me where you are and we'll We'll have a meetup. So long story short, Lauren applied to a whole bunch of like Instagram, um, like giveaways and stuff. Big Juicy Plump. Big Juicy Plump, inside joke, by the way. (laughs) And she actually won a $2,500 certificate for a photo shoot portrait. So they take a picture of you and then they actually paint on top of the picture. But the only thing was it wasn't in New York. It was in Connecticut. Which isn't so, far. Isn't that far? We took the ferry from Port Jeff. And we were like, screw it. Let's make a weekend weekend out of it. We'll go to a, a hotel there and just have some fun. So we get on the ferry. She almost loses her pocketbook. Oh, my God. I almost so dropped funny. it off the side of the boat. 
two minutes into the ride. That would have been like the perfect tone to just. That's literally set off my for. life in just things like that happening all the time. <laughs> so anyway, so we get to the place and we're like, okay, before we leave, we have to go to two places to eat. We have to go to Ruby Tuesdays because there's no more on Long Island. And then we have to go to Cracker Barrel because she really wanted to go to Cracker Barrel because it's kind of a cool place. I've never been. She's never been there before. So we're like, okay, perfect. So as soon as we're like on the ferry, I guess we're looking at different Ruby Tuesdays. And there's one that's like literally five minutes, five minutes from our hotel. Of course, that one's permanently closed because <laughs> of COVID. And then we're like, shit, okay, what are the other options? There's one that's an hour and 15 minutes away here, an hour or two mm -hmm. hours here. So that didn't work out. So we ended up getting Buffalo Wild Wings. Yep. And then we were like, okay, but no matter what, we have to go to Cracker Barrel. And then we checked that out. And it was it was like it's an by the ferry. 45 minutes away, but it was on the way towards the ferry. And it all worked out if our photo shoot, like we were supposed to be done by I think like four. Four o'clock. So we we're like, okay, then we can go there, get the food, and then we can hop on the ferry. That's no problem. So we get into uh, the photo shoot place and come to find out they're, they're running, running behind. Like an hour behind. An hour behind. So that shifts our whole time period to like get out close to what? Like six. Six o'clock. So we're just counting the minutes and we're like, fuck, we're not going to make it. Cracker Barrel. <laughs> so it was IHOP or Taco Bell. Yeah, it was IHOP or Taco Bell. And those two places, Cracker Barrel and uh, Ruby Tuesdays, <laughs> were the real reason why we went Yeah, on we the wouldn't trip. have gone. The photo shoot was just an afterthought. Yeah. So, but, yeah. Yeah, that was so funny. But yeah. Really, now we have to go back. Exactly. Else yeah. To go to Ruby Tuesdays and <laughs> so Yeah, let us Barrel. know. Is there any in the city or something? I wanted to talk about someone else in my life. I feel like everyone around me has relationship issues. <laughs> and I do too, but I'm just aware of what my problems are, which separates me. But this person in my life just got out of a relationship about a week ago. And then a day or two later, they're with someone else. And I personally feel at least for the long amount of time that they were together, that that's so fucking disrespectful. Like personally, I... Out of my last relationship, I took a solid nine months before I started dating because I feel like it's so easy to relationship hop, get out of a relationship, and then sleep with someone else just to numb yourself so you don't have to work on yourself. But your relationships are never going to be healthy if you don't work on yourself in between and take that time being alone and reflecting when you're single. And I just feel like it's so immature yeah, to just jump I, from one person to another like they're disposable. I, I totally agree, and that's that whole mentality of i don't want to feel bad so let me just numb the pain by distract by distracting yeah by going with someone else um and that's you probably don't even like that other person mm -mm, you're using them yeah and you're using them fair. again so that it, not only are you hurting one person that you broke up with you're hurt you're hurting yourself too yeah. honestly you may not realize it but it's gonna mess you up yeah it is gonna mess no you one up. wants to be the rebound exactly so don't treat people like they're just replaceable yeah i don't know i just feel like it's not cool because even like they were dating for several years but i dated someone for two years and we were like on and off but when we did break up the next week he was moved in with someone else and i just remember i didn't even dislike this person when we broke up but i remember losing all the respect I had for them when I found mm -hmm. out that they had moved in with someone else because it just makes you feel like your whole relationship was a lie. And to some degree, I think that's the truth. Like, 
people are different, which just is so interesting about humans. We're not like any other animal to where mm-hmm. it like people can have whole different ideologies. Um, for me, like, I guess I'm the same person, just like you, I wouldn't be able to even function the first couple months, let alone think about, okay, how am I going to get my dick sucked? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. And also, if you could just do that to someone that you spent all that time with, like, did you really even love them? Or Because mm-hmm. a lot of people think, okay, um, I've been messing with this person for three months. Let me just go out with them or, or let me just get married or let me just do this or that just because society says. Sometimes you really got to – I think you should really get to know a person the first year move in with the person see how you guys function as a unit together then think about taking it to the next step not just because okay i'm I'm 25 so i need to get married by 26 yeah you just popped out out of the blue or you're my coworker. let's get married and then four years from now figure out if we really love each Mm -hmm. other it's like what yeah build the foundation first because hey maybe those two people realized okay we're not good for each other but hey we moved in after dating for two months so now we're kind of (laughs) stuck we both can't afford to go anywhere else. Yeah. So let's just coexist and hate each other even more because now we have to be together, not because we want to be together. Yeah. I had a friend like that that was living with, well, she's not my friend anymore, but she was living with her ex-boyfriend and they were dating a few years and like they just became roommates and they hadn't like slept together in like a year. And I think it's because a lot of people stay together just because it's comfortable. They're not really happy it's just like easier to stay than to leave which is understandable i get it but like i don't know you don't want to feel like roommates and a lot of people get to that point where they're not in love with each other anymore they just are like bffs Mm -hmm. and and listen i don't i don't think it it's day by day right some days you're gonna be like wow you're really really good friends some days it's gonna be like wow i want to have sex and make out and be naked all day. And then other days it's going to be like, wow, I need you as my rock because yeah. I need my, I need a support system. And that's a relationship. That's mm-hmm. not just the best friend or just a fuck yeah. buddy or just like a, a really good person to talk to. Yeah. That's the over encompassing relationship. It's everything. It's everything. And that's yeah. what people don't realize. Mm-hmm. I go through that literally every month. Yeah. I think it's because of my period, like some there's like a solid week to 10 days per month where I'm just so turned off by sex. And then like the next week or two, like I want sex like eight times a day. Mm-hmm. And then the next week <laughs> I'm just like somewhere in the middle. And it just goes to show you like, it's based on how the day, if you had a shitty day at work and you come home and then your significant other just wants to like be a playful and bug you. <laughs> hey, guess what? You're going to be like, I fucking hate you right now. <laughs> Never touch but me then again. the next day, maybe you're having a really good day mm-hmm. and then you're like, wow, I really love you. So it's, yeah you're it's gonna change day by day but as long as at the end of the day you really care about the person that's love and not take your own things out on them and make it their problem exactly is anyone perfect no like there's no such thing as a perfect relationship it's impossible but you can work together to make it better and it goes back to communication yeah like if if those two people we were talking about maybe communicated and, and just said, hey, I'm really feeling disconnected. What Are you feeling the same way? And if you are or aren't, what can we try to do to like yeah. connect together? And then maybe that's a different conversation. If you both feel disconnected, then you know what? Maybe it is time to. Yeah. But if it's like, okay, as of right now, I'm feeling really disconnected. But yesterday I was fine or last week I was fine. 
then okay, how can we make the connection again? Let's watch our favorite show. Let's, Mm -hmm. let's go to the park that we both love. Let's go out to eat. Like something like that can easily spark it back up. Yeah. But it puts in, you got to put in effort like everything else. Everyone thinks that a relationship should just be easy. easy. Yeah, it'll happen. happy 24 seven. No, that's not how it works because life, every aspect in life affects a relationship, but not necessarily every relationship affects an aspect of life. Like, if you had a shitty day at work, that's going to come home to a relationship. Yeah. Maybe a minor degree, but that's okay. As long as you have a good relationship and you can talk about shit. That being said, though, there is a point where sometimes you just grow apart and it's not serving you anymore. And I think that sometimes you have to stop, what is it, beating a dead horse? Is that the saying? Yeah, beating a dead horse. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that is. Who made that saying? Poor baby. But it's. Yeah, it it really just depends on the situation. Yeah, if it's worth fighting for and putting effort in, then I think you should try like couples therapy, you should try different modalities. But sometimes it's just like, this isn't what I want anymore. Like Mm. this was serving me at 20. Now I'm 25. It's we've just are different people and want different things. And that's okay. Yeah. And it's that's why it's communication again. Yeah, because you if you have that conversation, you both want different things. Okay, then. Mm-hmm. and kind of make peace with each other and and move on but if that's never had that conversation yeah. and you just decide i'm gonna move out tomorrow <laughs> but it's it's still like it's never okay to play with other people's feelings just because you're unsure of your own and i think a lot of people are unsure and i've been there where like you don't want the person to be with anyone else but you don't want them yourselves you kind of just want them on the back burner in case and that is not okay that's what i think is honestly the most selfish thing to do in the world because a person's like okay i'll use you for now because i think i might be able to have better yeah but just in case i can't Mm -hmm. I'll, i'll keep you in my back pocket and i think that's disgusting because that's treating a human being like not only a piece of meat but your object yeah so true i'm thinking of one person that comes to mind when i think of that what do you think about people that break up and get back together um on normally i would say there's really no point in that unless you're changing something when you go back together Mm -hmm. now if you both said hey let's break up we're not going to see other people and let's maybe try going to therapy or like let's before we even think about getting back together, let's work on mm. what the issues were that made us break up. Yeah. Okay. If, if the reason why you broke up is one person just gets mad and doesn't listen, or one person is just likes to leave situations or one person just shuts down. That's what has to get worked on before you can really get back together or it's going to be the same issue. And you're going to break up again and get back together again. And I really find no point in that. Yeah. If you're going to break up, don't go back together unless you want to work on the problem together. So toxic. It's, it's yeah, it's horrible. It's so toxic. And it's not just one person. It's literally both people. And I used to, as someone that was in a, like a abusive relationship, I used to think like, Oh, like poor me. Like it's the abusive person's fault, but no, it's like, obviously no one deserves to get abused, but you're in that relationship. Mm-hmm. You're staying, you're choosing to stay in that relationship and then you're choosing to go back to the abuse. So it's always 50, 50. It's never, it's one person or the other, because if you're in a toxic relationship, you're enabling that person and their toxic behaviors by staying with them. Mm -hmm. And and I agree with that. I mean, is it, I've never been in one, so I can't say how hard or easy it is to say, you know what, fuck you, I've had enough. 
because there's so many factors. Yeah. It's like the hardest thing in the world. Yeah. But I've been in so many relationships where you break up, get back together, and it's just this like cycle and it never ends until one person says like, this is enough. And it's just brings out the bad in you. Like some people and relationships just bring out the worst in you. And those are relationships that you have to end. Ultimately, Mm -hmm. you can't keep trying to change them or think they're going to get better out of the blue. Mm -hmm. Because unless they're actively working on themselves, newsflash, they're not. Mm -hmm. I mean, regardless of what they say, it's their actions. No people that say, Oh, I'm, I'm changing. I'm going to change like, for Those you. are the I'm people changing. that never change. Yeah. Because I've been in therapy for 10 years and have I changed? Yes. But is it like moving mountains overnight? Like, no, it's taken years and years and years and years and years. And it will take a lot more years mm. to change. No one changes unless they want to. And you can't change other people. Yep. Exactly. They have to want it. If they don't mm-hmm. want it, it doesn't matter. Yeah. You can't want it for them. Yep. You can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it. <laughs> the poor all these, horses. All these horses. <laughs> uh, Is there anything else you want to talk about? Hmm. It's really hot today. It's so it's hot. Past couple days, New York I weather can't. sucks. I hate Long Island so much. Yeah. We're out of here soon. Not soon enough. Yeah, we got one more, one more winter. So it's either gonna be it's a gonna fun be winter, the longest winter or the worst winter life. ever. Yeah. If anyone has like a cabin in like Vermont or Maine that we could hang out, yeah. just for like... a couple months, right? <laughs> just Hit for like four up. or five months, you know, half the year. 